0: and set your soul on fire to take massive aligned action in your business, so you can take your life to the next level. Ready to get started? Let's go. Welcome to the next episode of the Next Level Life Podcast. What are your excuses costing you? So this episode is brought to you by. No, I'm joking. Um, it's inspired by a couple of conversations that I've been having with people recently about. Yes, self-sabotage and being able to dive into what causes self-sabotage. But sometimes we end up finding where we dig deeper for something that is actually less about underlying issues and more about just kicking our own butts and where we allow ourselves to listen to excuses that are holding us back, but we use them as a crutch, right? So I want to dive in today about what your excuses are costing you and how to use them to flip them on their script and to use them as fuel to pursue your dreams and to continue to achieve what you want to achieve in life so where are your excuses costing you the results in your life where are you allowing yourself to listen to your excuses to keep you stuck to stop you from taking the action that you want to take and I want you to really consider that because in every single person's life there are definitely excuses that are playing out. Nobody is perfect, nobody is doing everything they wish that they could do. There is a lot of areas in our lives where we listen to excuses, and a lot of the time there are our excuses that we've made up and we've rationalized and made reason behind it and we believe them at such to some extent. So I want you to start questioning where your excuses are keeping you stuck, and I want you to ask yourself. What are your excuses costing you? Are they costing you results in your business? Are they costing you better relationships? Are they costing you a better body? Are they costing you your health, your fitness? Are they costing you your sanity? Like, honestly, sometimes I find people who make excuses for other people and because that actually helps us to stay in our safety or in our place of not having to really look at things properly. So, where are your excuses playing out and what are they costing you? When you start to really break them down and go, actually, the fact that I make excuses five out of seven days of the week to not go to the gym, or the fact that I make excuses five out of seven to eat the things that I don't necessarily should be eating and instead of actually making healthier choices, where am I making excuses where I know I should be showing up online and I'm not doing it for my business, or I know that I should be following up on clients or I should be taking the action towards attracting more clients into my business, but I'm allowing myself to believe the excuses and follow them as if they're fact, as if they're true. And that's just the reality. Yeah. So a lot of the time, what we do is we take on excuses as fact, instead of actually challenging them, we believe them, And then we move on or we continue to, it continues to become a habit then. And that's when we start to look at, okay, is it actually a self-sabotaging behavior that's keeping us stuck? Because if it's become a repeated habit, usually it's a pattern and there's a reason why it's happening. But if it's just excuses at such a surface level where I'm tired, I don't have time, I don't have the money, like all of those top level excuses are actually less about the underlying reason and more about sometimes our own standards. So this is where we need to decide what are they costing us and what am I willing to do to overcome it? And are you attaching a label to it? So what I want to mention here is that sometimes we'll actually attach a label which then attaches meaning to that excuse and attaches that meaning to us as individuals and attaches it to our identity. So that might mean like, well, that's just not the sort of person I am, right? It could be that I'm I'm shy or I'm unfit or I'm lazy or I'm tired. Uh, I just don't know what I'm doing. A lot of the times we don't actually question the excuses that we believe and then they become a label. They become part of our identity and then we believe it's not possible to actually change when it is. So where are you attaching a label that maybe it's time that you started to question because you want to change the results that you're experiencing currently? And where are you attaching a label where it's actually just a skill you haven't learnt yet? I see this a lot in business and in technology and in different aspects of of businesses where people label themselves to be not good at something. So they label themselves to be, oh, I just don't know what I'm doing on social media. I, um, I'm i no good at technology. I'm no good at computers. I'm no good at Excel. Like all the different things that we actually end up labeling ourselves and applying that as fact, which then gives us an excuse to not take action on it. And I want you to really consider that because is that because you've attached a label and, It's actually just easier to do that. It's easier to attach a label and not have to deal with it and not get uncomfortable. But if you're attaching a label to it, but you haven't actually challenged yourself to develop the skill, you could be really holding yourself back in a place where you actually might be really good at it. So we've also got to be kind to ourselves, too, because in that situation, if you haven't learnt the skill, again, it's easy to just attach a label make it as if that's the truth and then not take it on board to get uncomfortable and learn the new skill. Because in this day and age, as we grow older, it is becoming more and more difficult for adults to be to be okay with being a beginner. So we think that we have to have it all figured out. We think that we should know what we're talking about. We know what we're doing. And when we go into starting our own business or pushing ourselves outside of our comfort zone and trying new things and putting ourselves in different circles and in those situations, we have the the constant questioning around not wanting to look silly, not look, not wanting to look like you don't want to, don't know what you are talking about. But in that place, we can end up placing labels as an excuse, and then not allowing ourselves to learn the actual skill. When if you just allowed yourself to be a beginner, to make mistakes, to work yourself, work your way through it, and develop the skill, it will no longer be an issue, and it will no longer need to be an excuse. It just takes time and effort. So where are you not allowing yourself the time and effort to develop a skill and replacing it with a label to make it an excuse? And what's that costing you? Is it costing you more money? Do you have to employ someone to do it because you haven't figured it out? Is it costing you time? Is it costing you energy? Is it costing you time with your family? Is it costing you health? Is it costing you wellness? Like, what is it actually costing you? Because a lot of the time we don't even consider that. We just place the label, believe it to be truth, our reality, and then we just go along and believe this to be our identity and move forward. And then down the track, we've taken on all these labels without even questioning them. And then we become less then because we start to believe that we're not good at things. We start to believe that we don't have the skill or we don't have the ability and that could be detrimental to our self-belief. So what I want you to consider here is could you possibly flip the excuse and turn it into a positive reinforcement? A lot of the time the reasons why we make the excuses is to avoid pain. So that if that's just being a beginner or if it's, uh, getting uncomfortable because it's not something you know how to do or you may have to put yourself in a situation to learn it and that may be uncomfortable, whatever the reason is usually attached to some form of pain. Yeah. So what we want to consider is if we were to flip it and turn it into a positive reinforcement and turn it into something that is more designed to encourage pleasure so it's something that you will actually enjoy, you're more likely to follow through on it. So you're more likely than than to back it up with action because gone are the days where we can berate ourselves into taking positive action. It doesn't work. We can't beat ourselves up. We can't have a PT yelling at us every single day about how we're terrible at what we're doing. We're no good at it. Just keep going and push, 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 push and expect a positive long-term result. It doesn't work. So we need to start to be kind to ourselves and turn it to be a pleasurable activity. So it might be creating a bit of a game. To enjoy your to enjoy the process while you're learning something new, it could be allowing yourself to play around with it to find some form of ple- pleasure. So what I mean by that is, say, if there's excuses where you're not working out whether you, where you would like to be working out. If you're attaching pain to that, then you're less likely to want to follow through on it. Whereas if you attach pleasure to it, that you actually enjoy it. So finding something that you do enjoy, attach it to the, a reason why you would enjoy it, and then find that through the process you will actually start to enjoy it. So being mindful of that and allow yourself that if if in, in your mind the reason why you're not doing the things you would like to be doing is based on an excuse and that excuse is attached to because I just don't want to feel the pain or I want to avoid being uncomfortable, then that's usually not going to get you to where you want to go. So you need to be able to flip that first before you'll probably want to take action on it. So what I want to do here is challenge how you would do that. So say you always want to use your rationalizations and reasoning in your brain against yourself to change your perspective so you can start to look at things differently and make it worthwhile to actually take the action. So let me give you an example. Let's say that one of your excuses is, I just don't have the time. For whatever area of life, whatever situation, action, whatever it might be, if that is an excuse that you use, I just don't have the time. Can I tell you now, it's most likely because you haven't got it as a priority. So it's not a high standard in your life for that, for whatever reason. And that's not a judgment. That's usually a reality. So being able to be mindful of going, okay, that's, you're literally not choosing that. That's exactly what that means. So you're taking time to go, I just don't have the time, is your excuse to actually make yourself feel better about the fact that you're not prioritizing that. So if that's an excuse that you use regularly, I want you to consider where are your priorities? And that's okay if they're not that priority, right? It's totally your choice. It's your life. But if it's something where you would like to be taking action and you're not taking the action on it, then I would consider you changing the way that you look at it from a perspective of choice. So, you want to make it a choice. I'm choosing not to do this. So, when you notice yourself use that excuse that oh, I just don't have the time today, you need to stop yourself and just go, okay, I'm choosing not to do that today. What's that going to cost me? And then, when you actually think about it, you realize that I probably do have the time. <laughs> but I'm not allowing myself to prioritize it. So that way you get to choose in that moment. Am I choosing to take this action and work towards my goals with this purpose? Or am I choosing to believe the excuse? And then I will find another time to do it another time. So I want you to also, and if that doesn't work, you could take it to the extreme and actually ask yourself, what if there was no time left? What if I didn't have the time? What would I do then? For instance, if you consider like the rocking chair test, right, when you think about your life and what you want to achieve in your life and let's say you were 90, you're turning 90 tomorrow and you're sitting on your porch on your rocking chair and you're rocking back and forth and you're thinking about all of your life and what you've achieved so far, would you be happy with what you've achieved? What regrets would you have in life? Or you could go to the extreme and say, what if you were struck down by illness and were in a hospital bed tomorrow and there was now no longer any more time to take care of yourself or to do the things that you wanted to do? If there was no time, what would you do? So getting yourself to realize that every choice is could be a life or a situation, right? Every choice every single day adds up to the results that you're creating in your life. So even though it may seem insignificant right now, the compound effect of that in five years' time and ten years' time is what creates your overall results in life. So taking the time to really consider what is it costing you is looking at it from that perspective and looking at it from that perspective of if I was to end if my life was to end in the next couple of days, would I be happy with what I've achieved? And would I have allowed my excuses to get into into the way? I know that sounds morbid, but I really want you to consider it because sometimes it takes that slap in the face to realize that, holy shit, we don't have all that time on the planet. We don't actually have another life to to live through all of our regret. So taking the time to really kind of allow yourself to kick yourself in the butt and to start to take action because excuses are only excuses for so long. And before they become a part of your identity and you start to then hate the fact that you've always put those things off and you've always... Chosen to do something else instead that didn't serve you. Like all of those things will always come down as, as the opposite compounding effect. So which compounding effect do you want? Do you want to compound the results that you're achieving today and the decisions that you're making today and you're committing to to take the action today for the compounding results of what that's going to be for you in five years time, in 10 years time? Or is it going to be the opposite? Because the same thing is going to happen. Because what often we do is we go, well, oh, we'll listen to that excuse today and tomorrow the next day. And before we know it, three weeks have gone by and then we try to start again. So if we don't allow ourselves to challenge those thought patterns and we challenge the excuses, they will become part of our identity. So let's use uh, another excuse. Say that you don't have enough money. So say that there is a challenge around money and we use that excuse of I just can't afford it, which if you've ever listened to any of my podcasts on scarcity, please don't ever use that terminology. Really be mindful of the words that you use. It's not that you can't afford it, is that you're choosing not to spend your money there and you're prioritizing something else. I guarantee it. So think about it. If for whatever reason the the money that you're wanting to spend, one, I would again bring it back to choice. Is this going to matter to me in five years' time? Am I choosing to spend my money here? and if there's something that you do want to purchase that is really important to you that is going to be an an investment in your success in your health in your wealth in whatever it is that you're wanting to achieve in your life and you know that it's important and it's something that you really truly want be honest and open with that because a lot of the time the opposite is that we don't want to spend the money for whatever reason we don't see the value in it we don't think it's going to be worthwhile actually be upfront and factual with that. So it's like, I'm choosing not to spend my money here. Not that I can't afford it. I don't have the money, right? Because that's just an excuse that isn't even true. So being mindful of that and just saying, I'm choosing not to spend my money here. But if it is something that you actually truly want and you notice that you haven't spent the money there, I want you to think about the reasons why you haven't spent the money there. Is it for fear of what it might mean? Is it for fear of what that means you have to do now? Like sometimes when you spend the money, you worry about having to back yourself with the action or you have to then start to make the changes that you're quite fearful of making. If it is something that you definitely desperately want and it's something that you know that is going to be a big difference and make a difference for you in your life and money is an, is an area where it's a challenge right now, I want you to ask yourself, how could you find the money? Because I guarantee you, if something happened tomorrow and a loved one of yours needed to have surgery and it was going to cost you $4,000 or or whatever it might be, I guarantee you, you would find the money. If it's life or death, you would find the money. So where are you allowing your lack of money to get in the way of the results that you want to experience in your life? Where can you challenge that and say, what would I be willing to do to find the money to make this happen? Because a lot of the time it's based on will. It's based on you wanting wanting to or not wanting to get uncomfortable. So if you're willing to do whatever it's going to take, you will find a way. You will find a way. You will sell something. You will go and do something for someone. You will work for someone. You will do anything it takes to get that money together. So where are you allowing no money, a lack or lack of money as an excuse to keep yourself playing small? I really want you to think of that and think about what that's costing you. What is you not investing in yourself right now costing you long term? So where do you want to be in six months, in 12 months, in five years, in 10 years? And what are you willing to, to back that with? And it works the same way with the excuse of, oh, I'm too tired. You are probably as tired as you're going to get for the rest of your life. Like when you think about it, we're all getting older. We're only going to get more and more tired. We're only going to get more and more hard worked we're only getting more and more older and our bodies start to you know break down like you are the probably the youngest you you are you are the youngest you're ever going to be in your life and most likely the most rested so where are you allowing that belief or that excuse of I'm too tired to get in the way because I guarantee you if you wanted to find the energy you would but this is where we allow excuses to play out so that's where again bring it back to what's this costing me and if I had no time left, would I really allow that excuse to be real for me? Because if you really, truly want it, you can survive on six hours sleep. You could get up an hour earlier. Like if you truly want your side hustle to turn into a full-time business, you would get up an hour earlier. You would work two hours later. Like you need to challenge how tired you believe you are. Even if it is a reason around your health and the reasons why you're tired, then it needs to be... Allowing yourself to shine a light on that and look at ways to improve it. Because it's, it, we've got to stop allowing these excuses to keep us stuck and allowing these excuses to be truth and become our reality because they're not your reality. They're just an excuse. And the last thing that I want to leave you with today is the discipline that comes with that. I believe that discipline is a form of self-love and you can utilize that to help support you and like i said before berating ourselves to take action in a positive way never works so being kind to ourselves and encouraging ourselves and being allowing ourselves to be beginners and try new things and to put ourselves out there and continue to try and then continue to get back up when we're being knocked down and notice when we're you know having a pity party and then pull ourselves back out and and try again is that when you start to build that discipline that discipline can only be reinforced with self-love so being kind to ourselves and doing it for the purpose of self-love so whether that's utilizing that to support yourself so for instance say you go on a diet and you're watching what you eat and there's certain things that you're choosing to eat and certain things you're not choosing to eat and it might be where you're in a situation where you have the opportunity to have a piece of cake and you think, well, it's just one piece of cake. Is it really going to matter? I'm, you know, I don't want to let people down. It's a birthday or whatever reason we're having cake. And whereas if you took a, took the stance of, I'm choosing not to eat the piece of cake because I love myself. I love myself. That's my form of self-love. Taking care of myself is not eating that cake. It feels better than depriving yourself And the same thing with anything else that you do, if you notice that discipline is if you back it up with self-love that I'm going to the gym today because this is me taking care of myself and this is me showing love to myself. I'm doing the things that support my self-health through self-love. That was a mouthful. So really consider how the the discipline can become the best form of self-love for sure. And I believe that you know, it's so much better than anything else. Any form of bubble bath, massage, pedicure, like whatever else that you do for your own self-care is great. But when it comes to self-love, it's about supporting yourself and disciplining yourself to do the things that help support your liver fulfilled life, to support your health, to support your wealth, like all of these forms of disciplines that we put in place. Use it as a form of and I know discipline's a very masculine word and I think we what comes with that is a lot of masculinity in the way that it's like push, 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 go after it, like hardcore, you know, kind of like Navy SEALs kind of shit, right? Like it has this push, push, push energy to it. But when you bring it back to the fact that self-love is actually discipline, it's a beautiful softness that allows us to support ourselves in such a genuine, healing, kind way. That I think is a much more easier way to back ourselves when it comes to challenging our excuses. So it's time to kick your butt. It's time to recognize where excuses are playing up and where you're allowing them to become a label for yourself. It's time to flip those excuses and start to use them as a positive reinforcement and start to challenge yourself by using the excuse against itself. So use time against itself. Use the feeling of being tired against itself. Use the fact of lack of money against itself. Use it as a challenge and discipline yourself to take the action. Back yourself with self-love and support yourself throughout it with kindness and generosity and self-care. And I guarantee you these new habits will become a proper self-discipline, which then becomes your identity, which then becomes your life, And it's natural and easy to be able to take that action. And don't you want that for your life? We all do, right? So start with the work, work through it, challenge it, question it, and start to develop those self-care, self-love practices that back up the discipline to create the results that you want to see. Now, if you feel like you would like to go deeper with this and truly figure out what's holding you back then head across to my website at christinecorcoran.com.au slash quiz. And you can take that what's holding me back quiz, which really uncovers the mindset that's keeping you stuck to be able to figure out how to overcome the fears, the limiting beliefs or the self-sabotaging behavior. That's going to take your results to the next level. The link is in the show notes as well, or it'll be in the link in my bio on Instagram or on Facebook. Please share with me on social media, take a screenshot of this episode and then share with me what was your major takeaway. And I'd love to hear from you. Have an amazing week. Thank you for listening. And I hope you enjoyed today's episode of the next level life podcast. I'd love to hear any takeaways that you've had from today's episode. So please share with me on Instagram and Facebook. And if you feel so moved, please pass this episode on to any friends or family that you feel may benefit from it. Looking forward to speaking with you next week and here's to taking your life to the next level.